Welcome to another episode of Limitless MD. I'm your host, Vikram Rai, and today I have Dr. Kylie Burton. Dr. Kylie is an amazing, amazing person. I'm just super uh, geeked out to talk about her. She is like a master of blood work, functional medicine, and really like understanding, you know, how to take a person and, and uncovering the layers and seeing what's underneath the hood, if you will. But she didn't stop there. She wanted to go further. And she's really um, sort of mentoring and helping doctors all over the country um, become functional medicine practitioners, figure out how to the business, uh, business model works, and really help them thrive so they can help more people all over the, the country. And, you know, as physicians, a lot of us have to work on our own money issues and, and realize that we can live abundantly, charge what we're worth, and really help, you know, earn a, a, a good income while we're having impact. And so I want to get her thoughts on her relationship with money too. So with that said, a warm welcome to Dr. Kylie. Kylie, welcome to the show. Thanks, Dukram, for having me. I'm excited to chat and share yeah. what I've learned in five years of being in practice. What if you could reclaim hours of free time each week, create legacy building wealth, and devote more energy to your passion projects without giving up on your career as a life-saving MD? My name is Vikram Raya, functional cardiologist, high-performance coach, and real estate expert. And I'm here to give you the tools, strategies, and solutions you need to transform your life so you can unlock your limitless potential and achieve greatness all the while freeing up your precious time. Welcome to Limitless MD. Let's dive in. If you're a physician who's making good money, but you're feeling stuck in your current situation, or if you're tired of feeling just comfortable and are ready to pivot toward that freedom and wealth lifestyle you always wanted, then I want to introduce you to my newest program. It's called the Physician Wealth Accelerator, also known as PWA. In PWA, you're going to learn the strategies to gain more passive and active income. You'll learn how to free up 10 plus hours a week to pursue your passions and side gigs. If this resonates with you, then I want to personally invite you to join our elite community of high achieving doctors in the Physician Wealth Accelerator. This is a completely free coaching group where you'll be around other professionals in the medical field who are like you and looking to uplevel their life. You'll get access to live monthly masterclasses, live Q&As, and all of my best personal resources, as well as access my new app to help you become limitless. If you want to check it out, there will be a link in the show notes for you. Just click it and you'll be able to join this exclusive community of high-performing docs. Looking forward to connecting with you on the inside. That's awesome. That's awesome. You seem so young, but you seem so wise. So let's let's talk about your origin story. Where did this all begin? So I grew up in Western medicine. You know, when you got sick, you went and took an antibiotic. That was the thing. And I got introduced to nutrition in, in college. I love this idea of food as medicine. But with a degree in nutrition, a bachelor's degree, they teach you Dairy has calcium. You got to learn the food plate and the food pyramid and the RDA values and all that junk that we now have thrown out the door. <laughs> um, I got introduced to chiropractic and functional medicine when I got hired on as an assistant in the chiropractor's office. And he dabbled in functional medicine. I dove in headfirst. And I, I kept seeing these women coming in who were like, I have hormone issues. I have libido problems. My menstrual cycle is all over the place. I'm hot flashes. And as a woman, it's a lot easier to talk to another woman about those issues. 
Whereas I would kindly encourage them like, hey, you can tell the doctor this and he can help you, but it's not my job to tell him. It's yours. And they wouldn't. (laughs) So finally, I was just like, screw this. I'll just go get that dang piece of paper that allows me to be in the doctor's shoes. So I took the chiropractic route. That seemed to be a little less intimidating, even though I did not know what I was signing up for. <laughs> I I went to Oregon and at our school and, and in Oregon, chiropractors can perform minor surgeries. They can become gynecologists and midwives oh, wow. um, and uh, urologists. Like I saw, so I had to do minor surgery classes. I had to do um, gynecology exams. I had to do urology exams on like patients from the community. You have to do these things. I wasn't told that. And I was very like, I don't want to touch anybody. I hate touching people. <laughs> so that like went right out the door really fast. That was my background and where I wanted to get into the world of functional medicine. Um, I got into this idea of, you know, we're all told we have to do one-on-one patient care. We have to have 50 people coming into the office for adjustments all every day, all day long. And that's how you're going to make money. I did not want that. My motherhood, the mom in me comes first, the practice in me comes second. So I had to always be creative in how I created businesses. And I was very blessed. Um, My husband paid the bills for the first three, four years of this business. So I could take everything I've made and turn it back into the business. And five years later, I've spent over a million dollars on mentors and coaches and programs and copy people and mindset people. Um, so I've just forced myself to be around the best of the best, just like yourself. Was, was that scary? Was that like, I mean, that takes courage, right? That takes- I, I'm going to an event this weekend and I keep telling myself, I belong in this room. I belong in this room. It is, it is scary. And, but at the same time, I have like this inner drive to really help people, but not only to help patients, to help fellow practitioners who I see are like, they're, they're 20 years into it and they're miserable. Mm. They resent everything that they've done. They resent their practice. They're barely making ends meet, charging, you know, what everybody else charges for a massage. So it's 60, 70, 80 bucks if you're lucky an hour. So it's this idea of let's not create a business that our lives have to revolve around. Let's create a business where it surrounds our lifestyle and our mm-hmm. desired lifestyle. So it really. So Kylie, let, let's let's dig into it, and I don't hold back on this podcast. So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk talk about two things that are gonna be controversial. Number one is I think medicine is broken, and I think the doctor profession is really challenged, and people are frustrated, burnt out, and potentially looking for new something new. But I also want to go after the functional medicine group. I think everyone thinks functional medicine is this halo that once you get in there, you know, you're fulfilled. You can charge 25K programs. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And they're struggling too. I don't know any functional medicine millionaires. I don't know functional, most functional medicine people I know are struggling financially. And I I, I think even though they may love what they are doing, they're doing it in an inefficient way, perhaps they're not doing the right way. And because they're not insurance, a lot of times they don't know, they haven't figured out the business system that actually works to fulfill their economic needs. So now we have two parallel systems, you know, one's not better than the other and people want to choose one of the two and they're they're sort of struggling. Help, help me talk to these people, Dr. Kylie, what would you say to the, depending on what system they're in, 
Well, what's the what's the solution here? Well, first off, you're right. Both systems are broken. Western medicine's broken, functional medicine's broken, and especially the the business models of them both. Um, I'm on a really big mission right now that I've started helping practitioners to realize that we're in this game together. I've had numerous mentors say to me, well, I wish we weren't competition. I wish we could find a way to be in this together. I hate that word competition. I'll send messages to colleagues. I'm like, hey, this is what I found working for me on social media. Here's some tips. And I'll get messages back like, thank you so much. I feel like we're just competing against each other. And if we can get that idea out of our head, we're in this together. And when everybody is successful, more people are getting better. And that's truly what we want. We want the Western medicine to be getting people better. We want us to be getting better. We have to dive out really of this one-on-one patient care. I think it's also the scarcity mindset. I mean, we're going to talk about when we talk about money stuff too, but like, if I win, that doesn't mean you lose. It's not a zero sum game. This is like, you know, there's a multiple sum game, I guess. Yeah, we're it's not like, we're not fighting out there yeah. for the same patients. Yeah. There are plenty to go there's around. Eight billion, nine billion people in the world. They all need help. Trust uh-huh. me. <laughs> you you if I gave you uh, like a thousand patients, it wouldn't make a dent in the world, you know? Uh-huh. And that's the idea of we're in this together. We're helping everybody. Yeah. And if you're successful. And I'm successful and everyone else is successful. More people are getting the help that help that they need. And that's really what my event in February is going to be about. Yeah, let's talk about the event. So, what are we uh, called in this together live? I've put on events and it's a lot of work. What made yes. you take this on? Like, I'm going to put on an in-person event in Orlando in February. Like, tell me about this. One, I fears in the passenger seat in my life. I will never, ever, ever make a, ba- a decision based on money or fear. And if I have like that, if I feel called to do something, I'm going to do it. It terrifies me to host this huge in-person event. Not, And it's not just like in my backyard. I have to fly across the country yeah. to get you, to this You're in event. Utah when you're, we're doing this interview. And now you're going to the other side, <laughs> to Florida. Okay. But the idea was, well, who doesn't want to be in Florida in February, right? Exactly, exactly. Smart. And what's the goal? What's the goal of them? Who are you trying to help? Um, you and me and everybody just like us. Because okay. we, we, when we go to conferences, all the conferences are basically put on by supplement companies, right? You have IFM putting on conferences. You have um, your Apex, your Cellcore, your Systemic Formulas. You have those supplement companies putting on conferences. And it's always, always, always about patient care. Very rarely do we have a conference just for us designed for mindset, money, and business and marketing. Those are the four things I'm really big on. So I'm in this conference, I'm bringing in the best marketing experts, the best business experts, the best mindset experts to really introduce to us things that we probably never even thought of. Like who... Who thought of running a one-month intensive program for, say, six patients at a time? Doing it in those chunks, it's just opening up so many new doors. And then, of course, you got to have the mindset in the right place. So that's who I'm bringing in. And ultimately, it was this goal of we really crave in-person physical relationships, like, like touch. And now that I've, I host my own podcast, I'll be on the diagnosis with Dr. Kylie. I'm working with practitioners and they're always like, when can we meet you in person? And I finally said, okay, 
that's it. I'm going to figure out a way. And so we booked this a couple months ago. And in case you guys are wondering about booking in-person conferences, do it like a year out because your time slots, especially in hot places like Orlando, Florida, they're booked 12, 15, 18, 24 months out. Oh, wow. So heads up. But it's all about, I just have this desire to help my fellow practitioners and to really help them understand that to having more money equals having more impact. And when so, you have more money, more resources, blah, blah yeah. Let, let's get into this. Um, you, you know, I've worked with a ton of practitioners as well and, and things like that, you know, how to, you know, elevate their wealth, help elevate their business systems, mindset, everything. It sounds like you do as well. What do you think is the number one problem that a practitioner has mindset wise? Self-worth. Mm. I remember thinking. I like the well, no hesitation too. It's like, boom, self-worth, <laughs> right? Self-worth. Well, I what does that mean this, to you? What does it mean, self-worth? It's like, am I really, truly worth this amount of money? Do I hmm. dare ask somebody? And and not only that, we have this idea that having a lot of money, everybody knows somebody who has been bad with their money. So we have this, this idea that, well, if I make a lot of money, then I'm going to be a bad person. Or really deep down inside of me, I've been trained and ingrained since childhood that I am surrounded by limited beliefs. Like, like for example, you go to the grocery store and your parents said, um, we're not buying that. We don't have money for that. And you hear it so often where it's, if you can do a simple shift that says, we choose to spend our money in other places right now. Just think about the things that we've heard in childhood. So we have this idea that we have to work hard to get money. We're not deserving of the money that we have. And we should just have enough, especially as us helpers, like as a personality of helpers, we just want to help people. So if someone comes to us with this sob story, this health sob story that they've already spent $100,000 on their health care and they haven't gotten anywhere, how dare you ask for $10,000 more, right? Like. They're just begging you to help them on 15 bucks an hour or whatever they want to claim that they have. So it's this idea of we are born helpers. How did you recognize your own? Uh, I call these wealth wounds. How did you yeah. recognize these wealth wounds? I first, when I first got asked about um, having mindset blocks around money, my immediate reaction was, no, I don't. There's a problem right there when you're not even willing to open up and look at it and say, holy smokes. This is, I mean, I come from a family of farmers where we're ingrained for generations back. You have to be up before the sunrise and you have to go work all day long and not go to bed till sunset. And then still, again, barely make ends meet. So I've, I'm hoping I'm the generation breaker, in my own family. Now those, like my brothers, my parents, and I just slide in some simple mindset shifts when I have the conversations, but I make it a requirement that I put myself in masterminds. I put myself in rooms where having a million dollars is the norm. Having $10 million is the norm and having time freedom with it is the norm because mm. my physical surroundings, that's not the norm. So, so the first you're, you're part was your environment. So listeners, I hope you guys are really paying attention here. It sounds like she recognized there's a concern issue and it's her environment, right? She grew up with, uh, 
you know, middle class, lower middle class, perhaps, and it's that hardworking blue collar mentality. It's, you know, trading dollars for hours. And it's not realizing that time can be used in multiple ways and exponential thinking. And then she said, you know what, where are those people who can think like that, who are that, who are role models, perhaps. And my, my thing I always do is I want to be the dumbest and the poorest person in every room. Right. And so it's like, and you're, you're in the right the, rooms. Yeah. You're getting in the right rooms, Dr. Ali. That's amazing. So, all right. Give, give our listeners something they can actually take home today. Like what are three, I guess, mindset shifts, at least around money that you'd love to have impact right now for everybody. The biggest impact that changed my life was realizing that yes, I can help people with their health, but when I have more resources, I can help more people even more. So one of my big driving factors is a couple months ago, I guess it's been about a year ago now, um, my cousin, my cousins and I are, we're like, we're like our best friends. We always have each other's backs. And my cousin's wife got a phone call from her dad saying that her brother and his two best friends suddenly died in a car wreck. Hmm. Her brother was 30 years old. He left behind his wife and four kids under the age of six. And I thought to myself, if I was in a position right now to pay off her mortgage, that's the person I want to be. So I got to have money to pay off people's mortgages when they fall into scenarios like this. Or, you know, in Southern Idaho last year, there was a secret Santa and um, donated a million dollars to the radio station, whoever it was. Nobody has any idea except for maybe the radio station. But the radio station took that million dollars, found people in the Southern Idaho area and, and dispersed it, meaning like they knock on the door to this young mom who husband just got diagnosed with a terminal illness, 28 years old, showed her a brand new van that was loaded with diapers, gave her the keys, gave her a thousand dollar check to cover registration and gas and things like that. I want to be that person. Mm. So the number one action step I would say right now is you got to find a why. Okay. And you got to go deeper beyond the surface because it's your journey to wealth is going to be difficult and there's going to be dead ends and blocks. And like, for example, I was at a family reunion this past weekend and I'm just like listening to the, the messages around me about money. And I'm like, Oh, I'm just cringing. So really one dig in and find a why, what is it? And like I said, we can help a lot with our clinical knowledge and our practitioner background, whatever that may be. But imagine how much more you can help if you have more than enough, if you have excess wealth. Yeah. That's you know, they my say motivation. that uh, money is not, a, it's not an emotional thing. It's not a good or an evil. It's essentially a magnifier. Mm -hmm. And so if your underlying tendencies are generosity and giving and you know, self-improvement and, you know, helping your communities and you just do more of that. So it's, it's amazing because you already have that, that healing heart, the loving heart. And it sounds like, and it sounds like with the money, you're just going to do more of that. So yeah, we all will because we're all helpers. So we just need to have more resources to help more people. And so that's part number of that one, your why. What's number, number two? one? Number two is to realize that again, based off of our desire to help people, um, a mentor once told me that I have the responsibility to become wealthy because of that. So number two is take it on as a responsibility. It is your responsibility like 
to become wealthy. We need more good people doing good things with money in the world. Great. So one, find your why. Two, it's a responsibility. And then three is this term I call hope. Help one person every day. The law of reciprocity tells you that the more people you help, it's going to come back to you eventually. So one of the ways I like to do this is if I hear of now, especially that I'm hosting an in-person event and I want speakers, right? I want to get on people's radars. So a month ago, I would say Jenna Kutcher, who's a huge marketing person, has a very huge podcast, launched a book. I bought several copies of her book not only to disperse, but to read and then post on social media and just to help her out. Now, she has not a clue who the world I am. But I want to just help her sell as many copies of this book as I possibly can using my marketing and my networking efforts. But that's a way that you can help other people having the law of reciprocity come back to you. Whether it be like sharing someone's social media post or, again, helping giving a social media tip to another practitioner like help one person every day yeah, even if that means a colleague you know like that you throw the positive pebble into the you know sea and or the ocean or lake and it's all these amazing ripples you're sending out and you know it's going to you don't know how it's going to come back but it usually always does and so that's cool so why what's your why because if you're just doing it for money you're not going to get the horsepower needed to overcome all the pain in the butts, the struggles, the obstacles that we all encounter. And then, you know, I love it how it's not just a should, but it's a must by you making it a responsibility and then not only achieving the wealth, but then using it responsibly for others. And then finally, you know, it's just that uh, the milestone, the mini, the mini micro wins by helping each person every day that starts giving you the momentum, the joy. And you're essentially saying, look, I'm, I'm here to help people. And people then want to help you. And it just, it's just a virtuous cycle. So I love that. I want to do a, do a quick pivot here, um, Kylie, and just get into, you know, I know I have a lot of doctors listening to the show. I also have some, some lay people who are super smart in biohacking and human optimization. When you're looking at a person's labs, let's talk about the, the most, I guess the top two or three things that you're like, Oh my God, I wish people knew this so they can understand what this means. Can we go into a few lab markers specifically? Yeah. Okay. This is the one I love to talk about. The CBC is worth the lab test, worth the price of gold. Complete blood cell count with differential. If you're missing that differential piece, those five markers I'm about to te talk, teach you, um, it's only worth maybe the price of bronze. You got to make it worth the price of gold with the differential. So we all know white blood cell counts at the very top of the CBC. Jump down to the white blood cell count into the five differential portions. And this is where you get the neutrophils, the lymphocytes, the monocytes, the eosinophils, and the basophils. We're going to focus on the first two for right now. The neutrophil count. These guys are responsible for fighting bacterial infections. That's their primary job. So if your neutrophil number is above 60%, we're fighting a bacterial infection. Now, what does this look like? SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. You can replace the breath test with the neutrophil count. And what I, in my world, I guess, it looks like gut. So chronic constipation, chronic diarrhea, digestion, indigestion, uh, bloating. It looks like joint pains. A lot of people will have RA 
for generalized joint pains, full of bacterial infections. In fact, I had one person um, who had a frozen so- shoulder syndrome. Woke up one morning, couldn't move her right arm. And as a mom with young, two young kids, that was very difficult to hold her kids, right? Even if she had a baby. Well, they did all the injections. They did the cortisone shots. They did everything for the shoulder. I looked at her labs and it said her neutrophil count was 88%. So trigger right there, bacterial infection. Now, how on earth can an infection attack the shoulder? I don't know, but it just does. So we treated the infection. Her shoulder's just fine. In fact, she's feeling better than she ever felt before, but it was all based off of this. That's awesome. Right. So then the next one is lymphocytes. Lymphocytes, you want to have less than 30%. So if they are above 30%, now we're fighting a virus. The number one cause of autoimmune diseases, the number one cause of chronic fatigue. So if you're, if you know moms or you have patients who are moms, they're constantly complaining about their fatigue, blaming it on their thyroid. Is it really their thyroid? Or is it a virus attacking their thyroid? And you can identify that with a lymphocyte count. Okay, so remember you have 60% neutrophils. You have 30% lymphocytes. That's a two to one ratio, correct? Mm-hmm. When it starts to meet in the middle, say you have a 44% neutrophil count and a 42% neutrophil count. And we're approaching that one to one ratio. Now we have an autoimmune component. Oh, wow. So we have this person who's looking at, I mean, they're hot messes when they come in, right? Or whether you're seeing them virtually. And so they have all well, My wife's symptoms. a rheumatologist. Sorry. Uh, and this is yep. so exciting. I have to share this as a, but she's an autoimmune for, and when she looks, she probably, there's another cool thing she can look at when she's looking at the CBCs. Yeah. The CBC. Yeah. I mean, and it will tell you now, I can't tell you what the autoimmune disease is. And, I, and multi, as she well knows, it's probably a multiple. Once you have one, there's a possibility you can have more. Um, but I really is, I always tell people, it doesn't matter what the autoimmune disease is because it's all about the immune system. And when you have a 42% lymphocyte marker, now you know the virus is what's triggering that immune system. So you hear these commercials of MS saying, you know, when you have the MS flare or the Crohn's flare, what drives that flare? Could it be a virus that's becoming more active at the time versus more dormant? All from a CBC. So if you look at someone's CBC and you say, okay, six months ago, your neutrophil count was at 58%, your lymphocyte count was at 32%, you probably had a good day that day. You probably felt like you could go around the house and you could clean the dishes and actually remember to pick up your kids from school and even cook dinner that night. But two years ago, when you had this test, you felt like crap. It was one of your flares. And when you can start correlating how the patient feels with their labs, they're like, how did you know? (laughs) It's right here in the blood work. You just have to know how to read the numbers. That's amazing. And so all of this is in your book. Um, uh, I believe it's... it's, uh, Why are my labs normal? Why are my labs normal? Perfect. And so that's available on Amazon and all these places, right? Great. Just jump over to Amazon, grab it, and I'll teach you how to read not only the CBC, but several of the other just standard regular blood tests. Guys, you want to pick that book up, Wired Labs Normal. I mean, just this one piece of advice that she was giving is like worth its weight in gold. So that's awesome. Um, You know, I I think I have to bring Dr. Kylie on because there's so much we can talk about, unpack here. But, you know, you guys have learned a ton about, you know, the 
the three whys of why you want to be wealthy as a practitioner, how we can go beyond, you know, lack of self-worth and healing our wealth wounds. I love her concept of hope, help one person every day. I think that's something we should all live by. She has an amazing conference in Orlando, which will all be in the show notes below. Um, she just dropped a, a beautiful clinical gem on, you know, CBC and differentials, which, you know, in my olden days, I'd be like, oh, what a waste of that lab. Uh, what do I learn from this? You know, oh, they that's what I oh. was too. We, we didn't right. get taught anything about differentials. Right. It was all about iron and B vitamins. Right. Like, wait a second. That's, there's so much into that. Just so, simple so as we test. wrap up here, uh, Dr. Kylie, what would you say for the, the women, the moms, the practitioners who are trying to do it all and you know, they want to be successful, they have ambition, but they also want to be, you know, they, they feel they want to be uh, family oriented. What's like your super uber advice here for them? Get creative and have mm. fun. Um, what I do is not the norm. What I do is not what standard people say you have to do. So I've been creative and just realized too, having a spouse that's supportive of you and letting you to just go freely is very important too. So if you need to have that um, re that relationship with your spouse, like I just walked one woman through her. She is a chiropractor. Her husband's a chiropractor. She's been the stay-at-home mom for 20 years now, ready to get her own chiropractic practice going. And as, as she's trying to work part-time with her husband, they work so poorly together in the same office that she can't even be in the office with him at the same time. Hmm. So it really limits what she can do with this degree that she's had for 20 years and now finally gets to do something with it. So, you know, I, we discussed with her and I gave her permission. It's time for you to start your own thing. You need to have your own business. He needs to have his business. You both dump money in the pot and then you still have your own money to work with. But the one thing is be creative and to make sure your spouse is on board. That's awesome. Okay, where can people find out more about you, Dr. Kylie? Come join me on the podcast. Be on the diagnosis with Dr. Kylie. And I'll okay. show you all things about <laughs> mindset, business, and of course, blood work. That's awesome. All right, guys. Uh, you heard it from the uh, Dr. Kylie Byrne. Uh, mindset, money, business, marketing, labs. Uh, she, she does it all. So it's such an amazing uh, conversation we had. Make sure you listen to this on the Limitless Envy podcast. Listen to her podcast and pick up the book as well. So until next time, guys, be phenomenal. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Limitless MD. If you found value from this episode, I encourage you to share this episode with a friend and let me know by leaving a review. For more information, make sure you check out the links in the show notes below or simply visit VikramRaya.com. So until next time, my friends, be phenomenal.